On today's episode of Six Pack Cinema, we will be rating and reviewing Rocket Man, a musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. Dude, you should. Oh my god, yes. Okay, I've okay. had a couple, so. Movie review. Hello and welcome to Six Pack Cinema. Thank you for joining. Either you just saw Rocket Man and you're dying to hear what people thought of it, so you searched the podcast apps and you found us, or you're a repeat customer and we appreciate both of you. Thank you for joining. My name is Jimmy. I'm joined, as always, by John and Dave. We will be discussing Rocket Man, Elton John movie. Rocket Man. I'm a Rocket Man. Uh, how it works here. Is we are going to give our gut reactions, then we are going to rate, no, then we are going to discuss what we like, didn't like, things we'd change, just our general thoughts, then we're going to give it our ratings, two-pronged rating, one, entertainment, two is critical scale, let's get into it, uh, let's go with Dave, what's your gut reaction to this movie? I love this movie. It was everything to Elton John that I wish Bohemian Rhapsody had been to Freddie Mercury. Okay. All right. Solid. It's a fair assessment. Solid. Concise. Jo- Very concise. John. Uh, I I liked it. I liked it. it was it was really good. Um, I just I was kind of felt a little off with the uh, dramatics of the um. It felt like I was watching a play, and they would dip into like song and dance, which is awesome. I like that, but it it. It confused me sometimes. I was like, what the hell is really going on here? Is he really floating? Is this really going to, like, I don't know. I think we oh. can safely say, no, he wasn't really floating. He was he not. He might have been. He was not He might have been. Floating. They made it sound like, they made it look like the whole crowd would jumped in the air for like five feet. And I don't know if that was real. It wasn't. That's not how physics works. It wasn't real. <laughs> no. No, I get that. But I'm just saying, it just, it went a little bit, I just, I loved it. It was great. But if I had it pick up one thing i was like that was a little weird like they had to tone that back or at least like snap out of it quickly to make it realize that like it's this is like a like a, a moment or a flashback or whatever you know yeah looking for a cinematic breakup call that okay interesting i went into this movie expecting to love it because i love elton john and i love musical biopics and then it was nothing like i expected it to be but I really enjoyed it, and I think it's one of the more daring movies I've seen in a while. I'll say, yeah, I'll agree with it was daring for sure. Yeah, so that's my gut reaction. Um, to to delve further is when I didn't like the movie that much until he met Bernie, and then that journey started. All the childhood stuff, and when they were doing the musical of like Saturday Nights uh, when he was a kid, I was mm-hmm. like, oh no. I'm going to be let down, huh? Because I was so <laughs> excited for it, and that just didn't do like anything for me. I thought it was like Hairspray-esque. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, which, you... which song was that? Was that the one where like, he aged throughout the song? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, that... I actually loved that whole sequence and how he would like, get older throughout the song. See, like, that, that was one of the bigger ones the, I had an issue with. I might like it on a rewatch knowing that I'm getting into a fantastic, what did the description say? Like a fantastical movie. I might like it yeah. more, but I didn't know that's the movie I was getting into uh, until I mean, that, 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 that all happened. 
I think that's partly because you like turn off trailers. Yeah, I don't like, watch when, trailers when you when start I'm... because the movie's been advertised as like not a straight biopic, as like a musical fantasy about Elton John's life. Yeah, yeah, I... but I I didn't think it was gonna be like that much. I don't like they turned the dial up like to eleven, which is cool. I mean, in hindsight, like Jimmy said, re- rewatch, like knowing what I'm getting, I'd probably enjoy it much better. But there was a moment that I was like, "What the f- what the fuck is going on? Is he, is he playing piano? Is he walk? Is he dancing now? Is he is he a singer th- walking throughout the uh, the bar? What's going on here? Also, that- was he, he 13 in a bar with bar fights? That was weird. It's, I had questions. I mean, you you can legally drink at 16, so that doesn't seem that weird. Well, he's 13, Dave. Three years too young. But so yeah, so I, I was a little turned, not turned off, but I was. It was like a moment where I was like, "Oh, okay, change yeah. my whole mindset. This isn't going to be what I thought." And then when he met Bernie, from there on out, I loved the entire movie. Yeah. So like the the one thing I wrote down that I I wanted to touch on, and I'm going to try and like limit the comparisons to Bohemian Rhapsody, even though like everyone mm-hmm. on the internet is, and it's just the nature of two big. 70s and 80s stars having biopics come you out so to. close to each other. But I, I like that this told the story it was going to tell through the music instead of, like, Bohemian Rhapsody. The story was about making the music. And I think that's a lot less interesting than telling the story of the artist and just using the music as, like, moments in his life. Man, that's, like, a great thought process because that is everything <laughs> I want in biopics is behind the scenes. Tell me how they made the songs and, like, what inspired the meanings of the songs. And that's why I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody because I came away from it like, oh, their songs are about nothing. They just made songs they thought people... Like, they made it to just make a commercially appealing song. Yes, they were, just, they were not personal songs. They were just commercial appeal. But you're right. This one it didn't put any of that in it actually faked it like the pirate smile song they just like shoehorned that into a, an area <laughs> and then um the rocket man when he's like in the pool and they made it like it was this personal song about his struggles when it's not bernie Taupin has said like no. i just was daydreaming about what does a guy an astronaut in space alone think about yeah. <laughs> but then like, they yeah. just took his song and made different. it about personal moments in his life yeah, so it's different than the, this whole biopic was was different than I I normally like, but I I dug it. I like I, I it was a trip. And I, I think the good thing about that is like they, they were they were out of order. Like obviously this kid wasn't singing Saturday Night in a Bar when he's thirteen years old, but you forgave that because of like the fantastical like appeal of it. It was at no point are you like going to fact check the the these things. Like with Bohemian Rhapsody, you were appalled at the end to find out these things were like so fucked up in timeline. Yeah, because you're not going to fact check this because they never present it as this is 100% no. factual, which is exactly, cool. Which was the better way to go. Well, it's daring. I think, for this, I, like, for this one it is. There is a cookie cutter way to do biopics that, I mean, you go watch any of, even Walk the Line, which is one of my favorite movies about Johnny Cash, is a, a cookie cutter formula for how to do a biopic. Uh, hmm. And Bohemian Rhapsody made the most cookie-cutter movie you could ever possibly make. And this is the same director, right? Or the director of this? The director of this is the guy who took over for Bohemian Rhapsody in, like, the last few months of shooting because uh, Brian Singer wasn't showing up. Yeah. I knew there was a connection somehow. But this was daring and, and bold and kind of, like, a risk. And it was cool. I thought it paid off. Hmm. So well, how do you feel about Taron Egerton? I thought he was... Sorry. No, go ahead. I'd never seen him in anything before. I thought he was fantastic. I, um... 
If oh, he doesn't get Jimmy. the same like award love that Rami got, it's gonna be no, such a damn shame. And he won't just because they like it's two similar roles, one right after each other, and so they're yeah. not gonna like nominate this again. But I think he portrayed Elton much better than Rami did Freddy. Absolutely, because in the middle of the movie. I forgot this is the kid from the Kingsman or Eddie the Eagle. I was like, this is Elton. Yes. He made you believe he was Elton. For sure. I think I, 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 think I only took a couple notes, but one was I love the facial expressions he made. Like when, when he wasn't even talking, just kind of his reactions. Like at one point, he, no one listening will see this. one point, he just kind of did like a... And I was... It was just... They would you, make me laugh more than words. You, he scratched his face. Like the first thing that hit me was in the beginning when he was like sitting down talking about his addictions. And, like, oh. how he was listing them off. He had, like, certain facial tics for each addiction. Oh, and I, I loved that whole sequence. He comes in dressed up like the devil, and the more you know, the more you find out about him, the more you hear get into his story, he takes off pieces of it. Until, until he's, he's like down to a, ba- like a bear bathroom. Everyone else. Yeah. That was beautiful. I like that. Well, I, I, yeah, as he's, like, burying his soul, he, he's undressing. Rips physically. the horns off, then the capes behind him. It's I love that. It's not that. subtle, but it's still done awesome. I noticed it, so it's not subtle. <laughs> uh, man, I liked it. I, the the guy that played Bernie, he was in a show I liked on AMC. Jamie Bell. Turn. Is that his name? I don't know his name. Yeah. See, I thought he was, for a while there, I thought he was uh, Hickey from The Terror. Yeah. Oh, a little like. bit. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But throughout The Terror. Um, I liked, uh, I'm kind of interested right? like, how much is factual. Like, the marriage was funny. Which one? His marriage or his parents' marriage? His. His marriage. The entire thing took up like five minutes. Maybe, of yeah, time. maybe five minutes of screen time. They like, cut. They just, cut back to the AA meeting, and they're like, "How did you like marriage?" And he's like, "It was bad. I'm gay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, uh, what? How about his parents? I, I have one note from this, and it just simply said that Elton John was a bitch. He, he's, and he's already admitted that he, he's a bitch after the fact. He, he reason he he chose Taron Egerton to do this because he he wanted him to do it the real way. He wanted him to look, come off as like a, a nasty bitchy guy, so he did. Was that but to do with I, his parents? I felt like his parents because I feel like his parents that that's that's how someone describes their parents if they're a bitch. Those people were caricatures of parents. I, mean, I do not believe they were that bad. I mean, they're bad, probably. They're very, probably very bad. But From the limited research I've done, it's pretty spot on to how they work. For, I, well, the limited research you've done is, is from Elton John's mouth, which I'm sure has some validity to it, but it was just presented in such a way of, like, way over the top, just like everything else in this movie was over the top. There were moments where it was too cliche or... Like the or, when are you going to hug me stuff? I assume he didn't actually say that when he was a kid. Yeah. What about but when she I, said, I, like, you'll never be loved properly? Like, come on. Yeah. I'm sure they, like, yeah. insinuated that. I doubt they just blatantly said it. Yeah. But also, like, when he goes to his dad's house and his dad has the whole second family, that hit me as probably, like, a very real thing. That most Oh, I, I believe that. But, I mean, his father had PTSD from Vietnam. That's clear, right? I don't think it was Vietnam. Oh, whatever war he came back from. Because he came yeah. back from and he was a different, was different person. Korea. It's, well, yeah, Korea makes sense that timeline, uh, but I mean, it make it PTSD. That the guy was fucked up, you know. It's, it's he tore his life apart. He had to start over. I get that. Uh, it's just a shame that you know Elton, his son, was a a Reggie. Sorry, Reginald yeah. was a um was like a, was he's a victim. So it sucks. 
But like I said, it just it felt like it was way over the top. So I got to give shout out to his parents. Like, hey, I I don't think you were that bad. No, thought... you're just saying that because you have a kid, and you know she's going to say something similar about no. you one day. Oh, oh, she's she's going to love me. <laughs> I thought this was like a fantastical driven movie. And uh, Elton John's character was good. Bernie Taupin's character was good. But everyone else was kind of really just surface level uh, written. Like um, the music executive that he sleeps with and mm. then turns on him. His parents. Well, did you realize, because that, that, that guy was uh, Rob Stark from Game of Thrones. He was playing the mm-hmm. same character as Littlefinger played in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's the same guy. Say actual same guy? John Reed <laughs> was the manager of both of them. We, oh, wow. uh, Queen and Elton John. They should have had that little finger do that. That's again. interesting. Um so I thought that was kind of weak. Like the all the side characters, there's there's not a lot of surface level to them. Even um even my favorite actor from Boardwalk Empire, Al Capone, I, I don't know his real name, but the <laughs> guy with the like the cigar, like everything he said was what a cartoon record executive would say like shit that one shit yeah. too shit but I, I mean i guess it kind of plays better because elton john was supposed to be like a wicked over-the-top person so you get, make everyone baseline you make him a little more deeper it, it makes him by, by comparison look better right for sure and i i think this tend to happen in like biopics where like the main focus is on this one person so everyone else doesn't really get much development they're just mm. there to reflect off the central character. Yeah. Did you um, the like our song? Like I didn't. I don't know the history behind our song, uh, and I really hope that he wrote that for him. Like I never even thought that Bernie wrote that about this is him and Elton's song. Didn't never thought of that either. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, man. That's how they present it in the movie, right? Like, yeah. I just mm-hmm. I'd buy us a house where the two of us can live and work on our music and stuff, and this is our song. I mean, it nice. makes sense. I just like I never thought of that. I'm not as big I don't a I don't want to fact check because I don't get my heart my, my heart broken. You're not a big Elton fan? No, I I am, but I don't want to fact check and, and find out that that was not the case. What about you, Dave? Are you a big Elton? Fan? I, I like all his songs, but I'm not like I didn't know a ton about his history. Oh, okay. I wonder if I love I his want, music, but I don't know him that well. I wonder yeah. if he really. Well, like all the songs are Bernie songs, so. But I didn't know that at all. I didn't know he, he wasn't a songwriter. Oh, awesome. really? Yeah, I didn't know no, that. I didn't either. Know that. And that oh, just been best friends. Oh, Bernie. That was the best line in the whole movie. He's like, "What does a, a kid from Worcester really do to become a songwriter? Write songs." Yeah, <laughs> love that. Bernie, just do it, man. I love Bernie's songs. I think he's one of my favorite songwriters. Uh, but he has, he says that his songs don't really have deeper meanings or metaphors. Like he, they're pretty all straightforward. Like Rocket Man is about, about Rocket Man is a, is about a, <laughs> an astronaut in space and like what what would he be thinking? And Tiny Dancer is about his girlfriend at the time. Like seamstress for the band, she was the seamstress for the band. Married mm-hmm. married a music man. Bernie was the music man. Like they're all they're all. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing like let's just put some words together and have people search for meanings. It's like this is this is what they are. Okay. Okay, can I can I ask you as an Elton guy? I'm dying to know this. All right, so he played the the little riff to "Candle in the Wind" in his interview. So, oh, I just can't top of my head, right? Did he write that? And did 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 Bernie actually write the lyrics for "Candle in the Wind" for for Diana? 
What? No, they just used that for her. I thought. Didn't I thought he rewrote the, he he rewrote the words for Diana? Um, I thought he covered it for her. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know the answer. See, I thought I thought he did this magnificent song for her at her funeral. I thought that would be nice, but like maybe not. Did I was they, giving him too much credit. Did they change the lyrics for her? I think so. I thought that much at least. Hmm. Probably like now thinking back, it's probably like one word. Probably I'd say Diana somewhere. Rewritten oh. and re-recorded. Candle in the Wind, 1997, is a song by Bernie and Elton, a rewritten and re-recorded version of their 1974 song, Candle in the Wind. Okay, so they originally wrote it and then re-released it. But it's rewritten, too. Yeah. So I want to know probably how many different true. words are in there. A couple words, like you said, like, her name's probably. Yeah. The lyrics, of the, early, the lyrics of the earlier version of Candle in the Wind, also written by Toppin, were a tribute to Marilyn Monroe. The opening lines of the 1973 version, Goodbye Norma Jean, Though I Never Knew You at All, were adapted to Goodbye England's Rose, May mm. You Ever Grow in Our Hearts. Most okay, So, so they changed, like, they subtly changed the lyrics. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, I'll give it to him. There you go. Still, it's a beautiful song. I love it. Yeah, my favorite is um, the uh, Mad Hatter's song. You know that one? You never seen uh, uh, Almost Famous? Yeah. Well, I was in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot of songs in there. <laughs> well, there's two. There's Tiny Dancer, and then there's. I bet you'd recognize it. I'm sure um, I would. Like I said, I don't. I know like the names of three of the songs, but if I heard them, I like I knew all the songs in the movie. I just didn't know that I knew them. I guess his songs. It's when um, this song is when they go to New York for the first time, and because they're from England, obviously, and they're like, "Holy shit, people don't sleep here! Like this is crazy." Here, I'll play. You, you, you know the song. Yep. It's in it's in uh it's in that movie. Cool. Almost famous. That's one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. we Anyway, I like their relationship and I thought I like that I like that they never had a riff, really. Like Bernie like well I guess they kinda did, but not Well it wasn't like a big blowout or something. He, like Bernie was just like, I need to take a break, we should do this together and like away and they never said mean things that you can't take back to each other yeah Yeah, didn't he say in 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 that little rehab circle said that uh we only fought once no he said they'd never had a fight i thought he said that they fought once but it was nothing and because they made a point to have the argument on stage on on the off stage and he's like he was screaming at him then he walked away and they turned back touched and said i'm sorry he's like i know well he's he's in the circle thing he said we never really had a fight and then at the end it said like 50 years later they still haven't had a fight nice well i mean that was just it's a beautiful friendship you just like say immediately i think there's a difference between like a fight and an argument they would argue but they never like fought that's fair that's what i I thought that was really nice like they never like went to a place of no return and insulted each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which it sounded like elton did a lot of that with people i i liked how they didn't make like his homosexuality the reason for all his troubles like his troubles were his own i don't think like, it was yeah he had to learn how to love himself and part of that was like being a gay person in that time but him being gay was never the problem 
No, like yeah. everyone he told, like, even his mom, who was a bitch, she was still a bitch, but she was fine with him being gay. Because yeah. you knew. That kind of sums it up, kind of, that corny line she said, where, like, I don't care if you're gay, but you're never going to find love. And it was kind of because, like, he's got to work on himself first. Yeah. I also liked how they never made the partying seem, like, cool. No, it seemed not fun, like, the entire time. It wasn't like the Motley Crue movie where it was like, man, oh, I'm jealous right. of this. See, I thought that was me. I was, I'm glad you guys saying that because I, I was watching this thing. And I was like, I would just be exhausted going to those friggin' parties. For sure, and I, I think no that's how you're, how you're supposed to feel too. That like okay, he was good. just doing this to like not have to sit there with his own thoughts. He's looking yeah, for a way to just take a break. Life. Sucks. He it's a tough life. He uh, there's a scene when he was married and he just pours the vodka and the and the orange juice. Yeah, and that was like. <laughs> a good way that the director of the movie like they were saying like it wasn't glamorous he wasn't just drinking socially like this Mm-mm. was like gross and the yeah, way yeah, his he wife looks he never at him turned off he, he chugs it down and just sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm an alcoholic <laughs> that's good uh i thought all the musical numbers were wild yeah Yes. I, I especially liked what the song at the end that they just recreated the music video. Oh yeah, catch, music catch kid. up. I'm gonna catch up. I can't remember. Catch up late. Uh, catch me up. I don't. I don't know what it is, but I, I've heard the song a thousand times. I've seen the music video, and I just thought that was like perfect. Turning mm-hmm. out Edgerton's like face and like his actual smile. Like this is the first time as an adult in the movie too. He's smiling, and it's not like a forced one for the stage. Yeah, how sad was that? Looking in the mirror, like, practicing how to smile. Yeah, or, like, Crossing. all the times where he was, like, clearly miserable right off stage, and then he puts the smile on as he walks out. Mm-hmm. Part of his costume. Yeah, not bad. Anything that you guys would have changed? No. I mean, I was pretty happy with it. I know, you were. I, I looking, looking back, I kind of... Well, I, I want to make, make a point that I don't, I wasn't like too heavy on the weird uh, fantastical parts. It just it caught me off guard. I mean, you worded it correctly. That once it, once it realized that I got settled in watching. If I watch it again, it'd be, I'm totally on board with it. I get it. But I just, I was hoping for a little bit of a breakup to find out what was real and what wasn't. But that's, that's the reason why this guy's making money and I'm not. So so, so I, I would like if they were to come out with another Elton John movie and it was more of like a walk the line. Like this is a story. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I I'd be interested in that as well. Yeah, but I do think that th- they they took like a huge risk and chance. yeah, yeah. Dra- chance and it paid off. My other question yeah. is this: this guy, he's in. Uh, you know him, Shane. You were shocked I'd never seen him before. What's his name? Taron Egerton. He was in Eddie the Eagle, which I never seen. Uh, he was so good in that. But that was the he put on a ton of weight. That was the same director. Yeah. So. He's perfect for Elton John, but it also seems like he's just this director's guy. Like, how did that work out so well? Well, actually, because he, he's well known for the, the Kingsman movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are and like his the, bigger movies. Yeah, and in the second one, the latest one, Elton John was like a, a hostage or held captive in that movie. So he um, they, like, became, real they became friends. friends. Uh, I guess Taron, he went to like a music school and like to, for his audition, he he sang Elton John's songs, one of them, 
And like, so he's, he he was a big fan of it, and then he was like on set on set with him what for this movie, and they just hit it off. So, and that, Elton was like, "This guy has to be play me because he gets it." Yeah, because that was actually Taron Egerton singing in the film, and like the, he's Which gone out on like because Elton John's on his like last tour, so he's gone out on like every few, like not a ton of the stops, but for some of the stops they'll perform like the songs together. That's so cool. Yeah, that is cool. That it's like nice of Elton. Have you ever seen all the all the videos of Elton John? Um, if anyone listening hasn't seen, there's a video of him. He has the lyrics that Bernie wrote to Tiny Dancer, and he just puts them in front of him, just the words. And there's a camera crew when he's like working on the song, like crafting it, and he's explaining like, well, it looks like this word. It everything needs to slow down a little. It looks like this is this, and then he just sings it, like he just wrote it on the spot. That's how he did all his songs. It's crazy. There's another video where he's te- he's older and he's teaching the songwriting class, and they're or they're like, yeah, I can make a melody out of anything. And he's like, anyone ha- does anyone have a book? And then he takes a book from the crowd, opens it to a random page, and just turns that like three lines into a song. It's crazy what he could do. It's, it's wild. I didn't no idea he was doing that until this movie. Yeah. Yeah, go watch some old Elton John YouTube videos. They're really, really cool. Talented. Very talented. Yeah. I mean, that's scary talented. So he's like, what do they call it? The savant? He could yeah. just that make what, melodies. He could put words to melodies like that. But he can't write words. Yeah, is... he, just, he needs someone to write the words, but the music is all in his head. He got lucky meeting that guy, Bernie. Yeah, that's perfect Real lucky. Yeah, so did Bernie, though. Yeah, Bernie really hit it off with him. And it was funny. It was interesting when he said the whole part where he was like, I'm the one that can't walk the street. I'm the one that doesn't have a life anymore. Because your whole time you're thinking, man, I wonder if Bernie is upset because he doesn't get any of the credit for all this. You guys didn't even know he existed. Mm-hmm. And then that line comes and it's like, Bernie may be pretty happy to be able to live his life and still be rich. Yeah. Like he's and, and, like and have experiences too. Seemingly rich and then like can go to the mall and not be swarmed. He was always there, too. So he had the experiences. He had the lifestyle. He had everything except for the oppressing fame. Yeah, I wonder what his net worth is. I'm going to say 15 mil. How much more than that? 150 mil. I mean, Elton John. Come on, man. Elton John is billions, right? I would guess. I I don't know. I'll do 800, 800 million. Elton John. I mean, this is like... Celebrityworth.com, which you can't really trust. Five hundred million. Hmm. Did nothing, nothing I, I, not that. I'd give up that extra what, like three hundred fifty million to like still be for for anonym for to be anonymous. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go on to rankings, ratings. Okay. Popcorn is entertainment-wise, just entertainment. Uh, were you glued to your seat? Not going to walk away. Do you want to rewatch it? All that stuff. I'll go first, and I'm going with an easy five. Once I realized what the movie was, I was so into it. I was really into it, so I'm going five. Nice. Yeah, I'm also going five. I I love this movie. I'm definitely gonna watch it again. I'll if, yeah, I'll watch it with family. Okay. Anytime I see it on TV, I feel like I'll at least stay for like a musical number. Yeah, I guess uh, I, not that it matters because our official score will be a five, but I'm bringing it to a four and a half because 
I just had something off about it where I can't like I got other movies where I'm like, boom, this is great for me. Great. This one had a little bit off. Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's this movie called? Rocket Man? No. <laughs> All right. So she ends with a four and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm on a five. Dave's at a five. What uh what about critical? You wanna go first then, John? Sure. I go it was it was excellent. It was visually stunning. The acting was great except for the the side characters. Uh, I'll give it a eighty five. Eighty five. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah? Dave, what do you got? I I've been raving about the movie the entire time, so I'm not just going to hit the same points now, but I'm giving it a 92. Wow. Cool. I was at an 88. Look at that. Nice. That's uh, might be the smallest window we've had in a while. We were in all a while, yes. it, we were... I, I think there was one movie where we were all like within five points. Yeah. That's, uh, so that, that leaves us at an 88.3. This is going to be up there for us, I think. I think it really is. We, we don't have many in the 90s. Wow. Okay. I let's, do. I know you do. <laughs> let's see where it falls. I, I'm happy with the way that that rounds out. So am I. It's basically my score. So. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were right above me in building. No. Okay. <laughs> so eight. What did I say, Atlanta? Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight point something. Yeah, eighty-eight point three. Uh, why can't I find it? I don't know. I don't know, man. 88.3 puts it above, puts it right above Incredibles 2 and tied with Christopher Robin. Okay. Ooh. Sure. Disaster like Artist is above it. Avengers Endgame is below it. Hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, okay, works. what do you guys think the scores are? Let's start I think with the crit- Critics are going to love this movie. Yeah, um, let's go. Critics score ninety two. Ninety. I don't know how high they get, but I I think the they critics, go up to a hundred. I know, but how high do the <laughs> critics ever really get? Um, this is at a ninety. So you were right. Ninety. Okay. Critically and audience. What do you think the audience is at? That's really tough. Uh, Shit, because I can see some people being like, "That was weird." But I think you guys only found it weird because you didn't watch the tra- the trailers. Were very much it was like a a fantastical element to this movie. That might be fair. I'll go with uh, similar. Go ninety two again. Yeah, uh, eighty eight. Exactly what I gave it. <laughs> it was an eighty eight. Ah, that's crazy. So the critical and how often does that happen? Are the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and the populace? I mean, for good movies, often. Yeah, I feel like now that they're cracking down on scores too, they're they're evening yeah. out. They've just revamped their whole like audience thing, where you actually have to like submit a picture of the ticket to oh. prove you actually saw it. Not these clowns just saying like because, it like, sucks yeah. for just for the hell. There was a lot of bots just flooding things. On studios. IMDb, it's got a seven point seven. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. So what's it on, on bring Metacritic? Back? Can I bring back an oldie for us, by the way? Yeah. What are you guys going to drink with this? Oh, wow, that is an oldie. Mm-hmm. Oh, we haven't done a pairing in forever. NyQuil. Cocaine. Nike? Co- you can't drink cocaine. You can if you try hard enough. 
Okay. I'm going to go with a nice tall glass of vodka with a little bit of orange juice. Oh, nice. Like what he drank in the movie. Mm-hmm. When his life was back. at its rock bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to celebrate it. I think you missed the message. <laughs> Just saying, guys. <laughs> there was a drink involved. We talked about it. I'm going to bring it back. That's how this works. I have a question for y'all, though. What? If Ben Affleck was in this movie, who should he have played? Ah, uh, he would have been a better Rob Stark. Yeah, the, the, Rob, the, the, Stark, agent. the Rob Stark guy for sure. See, but the I, I like that guy, that actor. I'm forgetting his name. He's also in the Bodyguard. Oh, um, he, he could be good, but I mean, I, no, I thought he was good. Could be better. And I thought him being like the same age or near enough to Taron Egerton like made sense mm-hmm. that they were romantically linked. Where if like Ben Affleck was in that role, it would feel super okay. creepy as like this older if, predator. If I had to go with a, a B for Ben Affleck, I would go with the father. I could see he that. He can play distant. Oh, yeah. He, he can play I, distant for yeah, sure. Just play himself. <laughs> He's a good father. You don't know that. I do know that. Mm, All right. I'm going with I'm going with John Reed. John Reed? That's the guy. Oh, the cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. That ends this. Is there anything else we have to do? No. I think we're I think good, it, right? It covers it. We all enjoyed the movie. We're all pretty... Pretty similar, so that's cool. Yep. This is just like a really positive recording. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. very, very. I tried to find something I didn't like with it. It didn't, didn't really stick. So, <laughs> very interesting. All right, uh, we have an entire back catalog. I think this was like the eighty something movie we've reviewed. Eighty uh, fifth. So, if you want to go listen to find some other movies or TV shows that you've enjoyed and hear what we had to say and what we, how we rated those, go to. Uh, our back catalog now. Otherwise, every Friday we put out Hollywood headliners in which we talk about the headlines that are floating around Hollywood. If you could, mm-hmm. if you could not figure it out yourself. Instead of playing our regular outro music, I'm going to play um, Mona Lisa's in Manhattan's. Why not? Do it. Because it's Love really y'all. All right. Check us out next week. We're going we're gonna to review Late Night. Late Night, next Friday. Go, All right. go see it. Monday. We'll see you then. Next Monday. It'll be there. Come one, on. One day. It'll be there. <laughs> All right. See ya. Later. Until you've seen this trash can dream come true. You stand at the edge while people run you through. And I thank the Lord. There's people out there like you. I thank the Lord there's people out there like you While Mona Lisa's and bad hatters Sons of bankers, sons of lawyers Turn around and say good morning to the night For unless they see the sky But they can and that is why